Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for uh, comfort that you give us. And Father, I pray that uh, as we see your word, Lord, that we would see you more clearly and uh, the role that you play in our lives and the role that we play in the lives of others. Father, strengthen us tonight. Lord, uh, allow us to hear one another well. Uh, and Lord, uh, give me the wisdom to speak clearly uh, about your word to your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so as we are in uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul had a, a rather interesting uh, relationship with the Corinthian church, to say the least. There was a lot of uh, back and forth uh, between them. Uh, and uh, had a lot of disagreements, uh, a lot of talking of uh, when you're with us, you're like this. When you're not with us, you're like this. When, uh, when, when, we're, when the, he's hearing all these things back and forth and trying to guide them, but guide them in such a uh, loving way. And so him and Timothy sit down and they write this letter. It's on his third uh, missionary uh, journey, and so as he dives in, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. And so we got Paul and Timothy writing this to them from Macedonia to this church that is in Achaia, which is the capital of Corinth. And so this is about a year after he wrote the letter uh, of 1 Corinthians. And so uh, this is before he writes uh, the book of Romans, which we're in on Sunday morning. And so just a, a beautiful uh, picture. And he starts out with a prayer here, a prayer of praise, and says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of, uh, the Father of mercies and God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And as we hear a lot of the word comfort and a lot of the word affliction, uh, I want to tell you a little story of where uh, God allowed this uh, comfort, this passage of Scripture to really come alive for me personally. Um, back in uh, 2008, I kind of had a, my first stint in ministry. It was uh, a part of a church plant uh, in uh, Rockwell, North Carolina, and uh, it was on the campus of a children's home. 
And my role there was to be the liaison between the church and the children's home. So I would help people to become visiting resources. I would help them to uh, be uh, foster care. I would help with adoption. I would help with uh, reunification. And so there were all these goals. And so there's about 120 kids on campus. And so as the youth associate pastor there, uh, I, was, I was a liaison for the whole entire campus. But just like anywhere, you get these relationships with people where, where it becomes close-knit, okay? And there was a young man, uh, his name was Cody, uh, and he would come to our house a lot. He was very active within the church, got saved while he was there. Uh, and there was also another young lady named Erica. And she was very active within the youth group, got saved while she was there. And they both turned 18 in the same weekend. And something of a celebration uh, to finally children who had been in foster care since they were, uh, he was actually in foster care since he was two years old. Uh, she was in foster care since she was five. So 18, you're, you're actually no longer in the system. And so this was a, this was a joyous time for them. They could actually go out and kind of forge their own future. But the way that I'm thinking of that is is them staying in town, getting apartment down the road, still continuing to be a part of the church. Well, on the same weekend, they contact their parents to rejoice that they are getting out, and their parents come and sign them out in the middle of the night, and they vanish. And it about destroyed me. Because here you are, you are pouring out your life for the Lord. You know it is according to his will to help and to be a, a part of these children's lives. And then they're just gone. And I just remember sitting on my front porch, just weeping and just having my heart to break. But to understand this passage of scripture, I was the first one in the church that something like that had happened to. But I would not be the last. And so this, that the Lord kindly allowed me to go through this pain, this affliction that he allowed me to go through, it was so that I could give this comfort to others who would go through the same thing. And so as we dive into this passage of Scripture, I want you to know we understand that sometimes the holidays in which we think Christmas and New Year's are just such joyous occasions can be a full of affliction 
for many of you. People that you've lost in your life, like parents, children, close friends, family members, broken relationships, that at the holiday seasons, it heightens a little bit of that affliction that is there. But I want you to see through the Word of God that these afflictions, these pains, these sufferings, these trials that we go through, they are not in vain. And God desires that we do not become numb and don't put ourselves back out there again. With me personally, that was what was so hard for me to take the next step in. To be vulnerable, to let another child back in my home to have the potential that they could be gone the next day. And I would never see them again. But Christ Jesus understands this. And as we think about this, as we hear this passage of Scripture, let's go through it and see Paul's understanding of this passage as well. So it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and God of all comfort. This is a beautiful picture because that that uh, God, that name for God, Yahweh, is here attached to Christ Jesus as Lord, as King of Kings, as Yahweh. And so as we approach and we lift up God the Father in praise and our Lord Jesus Christ, because it is our Lord Jesus Christ who came to this earth and lived a perfect and sinless life and died on the cross and was buried and, praise God, was raised from the dead. And then he sends forth the Comforter in the Holy Spirit to allow us to be able to turn away from our sins, to turn away from these afflictions, to turn away from this pain, to turn away from anything and to turn to him and be able to bear it, to be able to walk, to be able to endure in it through what Christ Jesus has done. Because there is no comfort without Christ Jesus. And I want you to see there's, there's several different times that he uses the word comfort. But this first time in which he uses it, it says, God of all comfort. And if you look at the Greek, this is a comfort of being comfort. Like you are actually are that comfort. You are encouragement. You are that comfort. That's who Christ is. This is a constant state of being for God. To be comfort to us. 
okay? But then there's a different response for us. It's an active response of comfort. Let's keep going. It says, who comforts us in all our afflictions. And so here he is, God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ is comfort. He embodies comfort, okay? But as you see in this comfort, who comforts us in our afflictions, he becomes an active comfort. He pleads with us. The, the, the Greek says that he, he asks, he begs to comfort us. He pleads to comfort us in our affliction. Think of that. Think of even the gospel that I just shared with you. That's why Christ left heaven to come and live a perfect and sinless life because he was pleading, he was desiring to comfort you. How beautiful. And that affliction, he comforts us in that with our troubles, with our distress, with our oppression, with our tribulation. So this can come from outside, these afflictions, but they can also come from inside with our mind. And God desires being the God of comfort, actively desires and pleads and begs and desires to be a comfort to us. And now let's keep on going. It says, so that, I love a good so that, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. So when we have been adopted by the God of comfort, he implores us on behalf of Christ to go and pursue others in their affliction with that same comfort that he's given us. So when we see our brother, our sister in need, what do we need to do? We need to plead and ask, hey, how can we comfort one another? How can I intervene by the Spirit to comfort you in your affliction? How can I walk alongside you in this tribulation. Think about that. How beautiful that is. And what a desire that he has for us. Who were created in his image. To reflect him to each other. What a beautiful gift. That he is giving us. He's saying I am comfort. I am pursuing you in comfort so that you can go and pursue others in comfort. And think of that when Jesus says to his disciples and says, it's better. It's better that I go because I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you the comforter. Because Jesus here in the flesh 
who is God himself, did amazing things on this earth, but he was one man. And he only had so far a reach in Jerusalem and in Galilee and in Judea and in Samaria, right? He was bound by time and space in that. But now sending forth the Spirit as he is seated to the right hand of God the Father, the Spirit has been intervening in giving out this comfort to those for the last 2,000 years and before in the Old Testament. What a beautiful gift, a beautiful heritage that we get to be a part of. And let's continue on. It says, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so this same comfort that we've been given, he desires that we give it out. Because it was a gift to us. And he doesn't want us to be stingy with it. He doesn't want us to put it in our pockets and say, yeah, I got mine. No, but we receive this gift. And he desires that we give it out. And all of this sounds great, doesn't it? Right? It sounds wonderful. But let's hone in on this part of affliction. Because we must go through afflictions to be able to endure and be comforted by God so that we can give out this comfort. This affliction of losing family members. This affliction of all these things that we go through in life. God allows us to go through these afflictions so that we can use them for the good of others, so that we can lay our lives down. So think about that as this trial that you may be going through right now. What about instead of us saying, Lord, please take this away, good Gracious, get it off my plate. Lord, allow me to suffer well so that as I go through this, you can utilize it in someone else's life later on. Because this isn't about me, Lord. It's about you and your glory. Okay? So, let me show you and, and, and flip over because as Paul is writing this to the Corinthian church, at the end of this letter, he kind of goes through his testimony of things that he has gone through, afflictions that he has had, okay? And he's like, hey, I have gone through all of these things so that you can be comforted if you go through the same Things. Because shouldn't we, as the children of God, be persecuted in the same way? Shouldn't we, as the people of God, suffer 
and have troubles and trials in the same way? Right? And he wants to unite us deeply in that. So flip over with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And he goes in, and this is by no means a uh, comparison to what we go through and what Paul went through. But I want you to see the heart that this is coming from. Like, he is going through all of these afflictions because he's boasting in his weaknesses. He's boasting in things that were out of his control that he could not handle on his own but only through Christ Jesus and the Spirit that he has so kindly given us. Okay? So start with me in verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offsprings of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hand of the Jews the 40 lashes lest one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day, I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers in toil and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst often without food, in coal and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Do you hear this affliction? But Paul and Christ Jesus himself allowed these afflictions to happen so that we can comfort those who are going through the same afflictions. Do you not think the Hebrews were persecuted? The Israelites were persecuted? All their labor, feeling like it's in vain, feeling like they're out on an island, by themselves as they're being tortured and martyred. Paul's like, run the race. Run the race, not because we're worthy, but because God is worthy. What a gift we have been given in afflictions because now we can be comforted by God. A very basic thing. Think about this. No one ever comes to Christ if they see no need of him. But we have to see the brokenness 
We have to see our need. That's what has to be open. You mean Christ got you through that? Christ comforted you in that affliction? And we say, yes, he did. And our God is faithful to get you through the same affliction and many more. Because of that, who he is. And that is who we need to be as his children. A reflection of comfort to others. Pray with me. Father, we love you. We thank you for being the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our afflictions. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with which the comfort that we ourselves have received from you. Father, we love you. And we thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.